the best British album of 2018, the Mercury Music Prize, has just been awarded to London act Wolf Alice for their second record, Visions of a Life. This is an album that is so respected and has so much energy and so much variety to it. That's why I love it. It goes from these really delicate, wistful pop moments to real angst and ferocity. And one of the standouts is the track Beautifully Unconventional. I'm Linda Mariano, and coming up in this episode of Inspired, you'll hear from half of the band, Joel Amy and Ellie Rousel, about the making of that song. You'll find out who Hannah is. She gets sung about in every chorus, and you'll also find out where her real voice is hidden within the song. Plus, how a classic Hollywood movie about a boxer inspired these lyrics. This is Wolf Alice, beautifully unconventional. First of all, congratulations, you won this massive prize, which is the Mercury Music Prize for Album of the Year. How are you feeling? Well, that mixed with jet lag is a strange <laughs> sensation. But uh, yeah, we're, def- we're over the moon. We, we, we really weren't expecting that. So uh, yeah, we're thrilled. How do you feel when you go to an awards ceremony like that? Usually out of place. <laughs> but um, I don't know, I, I actually just had a really good evening watching all the other amazing acts that were nominated and they all played live and... It was nice, and then obviously quite a nice end to the evening as well. Well, congratulations. A fantastic album and an album that we here at Triple J love, that the audience loves as well. So we wanted to get into a song from this record. One of the big standouts for us is Beautifully Unconventional. So let's get into it. Where were you when you started to write this song? I think I was just at home. I made a demo of it, which was just acoustic guitar and vocals, but kind of knowing in mind that that wouldn't end up like that I wanted it to be have far more but you know I I wanted it to be quite classic in its structure you know like verse chorus verse chorus bridge kind of thing Um, so I often think the best way to write those kind of songs is to just strip it all down and just have guitar and vocal it's called like a campfire test yeah see if the song can stand up on its own with just those two things she lives, she be, she's beautifully unconventional. She seems to be from the best place in the world. Must be the best place in the world. Where did that phrase come from? I don't know. I think I heard it or something like it in that film Raging Bull. <laughs> I think. I the, think. the De Niro film. Yeah, I yep. think he could. I'm always reluctant to talk about this because I've started to realise that every single song I've written is just stolen from, <laughs> you know, Inspired. the words are stolen from someone else. Wait, what's the, isn't there the saying the um, something about good artists appropriate and great artists steal or something? something right? like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, there you go. But yeah, he's talking about Deborah. If you beat Trigger Ray, you'll get a shot at the time. You feel that way? There's no one else around who wants to fight him. They're all afraid. There's a lot of bad things, Joey. Maybe it's coming back to me. He says, Deborah, she lives, she breathes, and I really liked that. And I can't remember if I stole beautifully how much of that or probably somewhat from somewhere else. I don't know. Hello, she lives, she breathes. But I really liked it. I, I, I hadn't heard, I don't know. I just, and then I just tried to think of someone I knew who perhaps could be described like that. 
in a complimentary way, I must stress. <laughs> oh, I, I love that phrase. And, and for me, that was always something that stood out with this song, not only the the words together of saying beautifully unconventional and having that as the chorus, but also the way that you sing it. Like I feel like you would have been saying that the, the way that you kind of go beautifully unconventional. She, lives, she breathes. She's beautifully unconventional. She seems to be. Like it's got a re- it has a real punctuation to it, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was spot on. Yeah. Where were you for the backing vocals? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> this is my audition. <laughs> Let's dive a little bit further. So these sorts of things were going through your head and you were thinking about someone that was potentially beautifully unconventional in in Mm. a complimentary way. Who were you thinking about? Well, at school I had a friend called Hannah and I I always envisioned that, you know, when I kind of romanticised my school experience and tried to place myself as like the lead character of like a John Hughes movie or something yeah or or, you know just like a classic teen high school movie I always envisioned that she would be you know you know my sidekick or my just one of my gang you know because she I I don't know I don't really know how you can define unconventional but you know she's a kook (laughs) yeah she's got her own vibe does Hannah (laughs) yeah so just based it on her and but, you know, like a romanticised version of her. <laughs> and does she know that you say her name at the, each chorus of this song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, call, I told her I wrote the song before it came out because I panicked, suddenly thought that maybe it was sounded a bit mean. Like, I don't know, maybe some people don't want to be unconventional. She was like, oh, cool. She didn't, she didn't get her at all. Well, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, was, I called her... I wanted to sample her voice. She's got a very sweet voice and I yeah. wanted to sample it so I called her and she was very confused but anyway, we managed to take a t- tiny bit of it. Where's her voice? It like comes in after the first Hannah in the chorus. It's like, Hannah! And she goes, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> This is Inspired on Triple J. You're hearing from Wolf Alice talking about the making of their song Beautifully Unconventional. Now, Ellie and Joel are in here. At what point, Ellie, did you get the campfire vibe done and dusted with you and the guitar and then bring it to the band? I had no idea what it would turn out. Yeah, it's still more groovy than a lot of other songs. Yeah, it's definitely the most up song on the record and... I remember when we were working out how to do it as the four of us having to think very carefully like about the rhythms and stuff because it, cho- it chops and changes sort of over the straight beat and trying to keep that bounce, you know. That would have been fun, right? I, at the time, it, <laughs> what was it, it, very it was hard? <laughs> Actually, I was looking on my phone the other day and on the phone recordings and I had like six different beats that I must have recorded just for this song, like just using my phone. And just, it's just funny listening back to how your brain was thinking at the time and how different certain bits could have been, you know. 
and um, it's weirdly was like probably one of the more simple songs on the sounding songs on the record probably one of the most complicated ones to work out because it was so simple and we just had to basically play really well together and really tight together and the bass had and the drums had to really lock in and I remember me and Thea really drilling this song to try and get the performance aspect right Well, you nailed it because that's one of the things about this song. It's exactly as you said. It's one of the most kind of simple and almost effortless sounding songs in that the mm. whole, every instrument within this moves in one wave. There's yeah. one groove. There's one rhythm. The whole thing is tight and you see that when you perform it live as well. So it's interesting to know that there was about 60,000 maybe playouts of the way that this could have happened. Oh, yeah. we Also, it's, it's like length time length you know you sometimes it's easy to second guess if a song's too short so we did try and stick in some really weird ideas and then we just all just realized like actually this is just perfect in its own little kind of to be fair like a lot of old motown songs and stuff don't overstretch the three minute mark you know they just they get in and they do what they're meant to do and then they get out again and that's kind of the route we took with this in the end I hope you enjoyed that. And look, if you did, please like, please subscribe and check out so many other episodes. There's a really fun one with The Living End where they talk about the other albums that influenced their massive hit, Prisoner of Society. The other thing at that point is there were a few records that were really massive that we were listening to and that was um, Punkin' Drublick by No Effect. Smash by The Offspring. Probably dookie. Sometimes I give myself the tricks. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me. You know, that would be record. So that whole kind of American 90s punk rock explosion was happening, and they had lots of that. So I think that's kind of where the double time part of it came in. <laughs> All right, I hope you enjoyed it and I will catch you next time. I'm Linda Mariano. This is Inspired. <laughs>